What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Orange Slices. This one's special because uh, the USMNT has qualified for the World Cup. And our boy, Mark McKenzie, while he wasn't there for these final games, has been a vital part of this national team over the last uh, year plus. And we're extremely proud of him and the effort of this team to carry the weight of the failures of the last generation. And we're going to talk about it all. We're going to try to get some inside scoops from Mark if he's been talking chatting with the boys uh i've seen private planes i've seen i've seen just a lot of planes mark it's been a lot i've seen a lot of planes over the last 12 hours of just the, the guys enjoying themselves getting back to the u.s and then getting back to their to their clubs but congratulations to you man that's got to be a nice feeling and just for context by the way i was a, a big part of the 2010 cycle as well and i wasn't part of the very last camp and i had mixed feelings about man i i I, I did all this work to get to this party, and then I wasn't at the party. But I tried to to, to keep a uh, a perspective on like it's not really about the destination. I mean, I know that cheesy saying it's not about the destination. It's you know it's about the journey, about but the it really journey, is yeah. because it's you know it's fourteen games that that get you to that point. It's not just one moment that does that. So want to wish you congratulations and ask how you're feeling, man. No, man, I appreciate it, and I appreciate it. It's yeah, it's a it's a real feeling, you know. Um, although I wasn't physically there, you know, haven't been with the group the again the last year plus, and 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 get got gotten to know the guys and and spend so much time together traveling in hotels, you know, and during COVID, you know, on the road in 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 the Concacaf hotels and hostile environments, you know, all these experiences you get to go through together. And for the large part of the team, it's the first time, right? So when you go through all those firsts, you build this bond, you know, and then to finally get to a point where you've now clinch a spot at an event you dream about as a child, you know, you see it on TV and you see all your favorite players playing in it. And uh, some of the guys even had their, 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 their dads playing, you know, in the world cup. So, you know, to, to how have that come to fruition, you know, and actually have a, a position, you know, saved for you in, uh, in, in Qatar, you know, for the team, that's yeah. Dream come true, you know, but now I feel like the, the work really begins because, you got to prepare, you know, for, for, for everyone, you know, at their club level to, to make sure you're in this top form as possible. Cause you only have what we had two camps, I think, or yeah, two camps or something like that before two the official, World Cup. So, two official windows. Yeah. Yeah. So you have two official windows to make sure you, you, your team is firing, you know, on all cylinders. So yeah, I think that is, that is now the, the point that we're at, you know, and, and we need to just make sure we're, yeah, as individuals doing everything we can to to make Greg's decisions hard, you know, and to continue to push each other to make sure that we're fielding the best team possible going into going into Qatar. Well, there's a few things that are that are that are positives, right? Obviously, for you, I know the the the, the grand ambition is to go to a World Cup. Well, now you have the team in the World Cup, and so that's one step closer for you to now control what you can control to get there. Right, the first step is getting there, and it's kind of crazy because I was. I was doing I was doing the the in soccer we trust podcast yesterday, and the internet was not happy about finishing third. Yeah. And <laughs> the performance itself wasn't great. You know, Costa Rica rolled out their their young future squad, but it's hard to put into context the people of like, yeah, but it doesn't matter, you know. And and I kept using this, and I've used this on the show too, of like. You know, the person that, that graduates bottom of their class in med school, what are they? They're a doctor, right? And, and that's what this team did. It's the third place in CONCACAF on the last day. It's not like, 
you go look in like Conmi Bowl and you've got like the the fourth place team is like 20 points off the the, the pace. You know, it was a win away right, from being right. first, second or third. And so it, it shocked me that like you go back to the beginning of World Cup qualifying and all the talk was like, yeah, we've got all the talent, but we don't have the experience. And like, can they can they you can't simulate CONCACAF and you can only go through it to go through it. And, you know, Christian Pulisic after the game was like, I hate losing. And I get that in that moment. It was just nice to see, at least as the Internet continue to stay negative towards this national team and where they're at right now. Those players finally go into the locker room. The tone changed into being like, yo, we qualified, man. I get that level of like intensity. But like, do you feel any do you feel weird about it at all? Or do you just is it just pure happiness to you and and the rest, you know, you can figure out later? No, I think it's as competitors, you go into the game, you know, you go into the match and you want to win. And when you step off the field and you 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 end up losing 2-0, you know, with hopes of finishing, you know, the 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 qualification stretch on a high. At the end of the day, though, you have to have perspective and you take it to the chin. Yeah, we didn't end the way we wanted to. But once the guys step into the locker room, you finally realize what just happened, right? And this is something that not everybody gets, you know, a chance to 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 share an experience, you know, in. So I think that's the this, this the beginning of it is like, oh, the that little bad taste you get in your mouth from losing. But at the same time, you just you just clinch the spot. And it's again, I don't want to make it seem like it was this perfect, smooth ride because it wasn't by any means, right? Through qualification, through the. But when through has the it ever qualifiers. been? When has it ever been? Exactly. When, when will it ever be? Uh, you know. Yeah, and I, it, I, it won't ever be. To be honest with you, you know, in our region, it's not going to be this this pretty style that that everyone wants. But that's the beauty of it too, and I think that's the one thing people need to realize is if you didn't have these little bumps and the 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 obstacles in the way, you know, it, I don't think it would make the final destination that sweet right and i shouldn't say qualifying is the final destination right but it's the the checkpoint you know until qatar right so yeah it's it's one of those things where you take it to the chin yeah we lost but at the same time we qualified so yeah temporarily it stings a little bit that you didn't end the way you wanted to but the long term we achieved our goal and that's getting to the world cup and now it's on us right to to handle business did you feel i mean have you were the group chats blowing up today and and throughout have you been chatting with any of the guys that were there or any of the guys that maybe weren't there what what's it been like for you over the last i guess 12 hours yeah no i first off i don't think many of the guys had the you had too much of their phones in their hands aside from instagram live and um but i was asleep you know when when the news finally broke because it was a three o'clock uh kickoff and then finally i'm I'm waking up to text yeah i'm waking up to text messages you know u.s qualified i text from family and whatnot you know, and and then finally I start hitting up some of the guys and checking out the videos and, and stuff that they're that they're putting in the, the chats, you know, and uh, and you see the the excitement, you know, around it. It's bittersweet because yeah, you want to be there and you want to be celebrating, and you see the 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 goggles getting put on and the bottles and the the the, the beer and and all this stuff, you know. And you're like, dang, I want to be there too. But at the same time, man, I'm at a point where I'm like, now the real business starts, you know. And and although I wasn't at the final one had a hand in in, in the, the the build up to this, you know, this final window. So yeah, it's it's again a competitor's, you know, mindset. Oh, I wanna do I wanna win everything. I wanna be at everything. I wanna do this at the other. But the ultimate goal is to be playing at the World Cup, you know. So this one period here isn't gonna define that necessarily, right? Uh, aside from us qualifying, right? But yeah, it's on an individual basis, yeah, it's just now motivation to to go on and, and push even harder for a spot 
um, in the final roster. Well, that that's what's crazy is that normally that was automatic, right? And a lot about a lot of the national team is about form. It's about timing, right? Mm-hmm. I, I talk about this all the time that there might be a player that's not even been capped yet that goes to the World Cup. Right now, yeah. it's a little bit harder it's knowing true. that it's a winter World Cup and there's only two camps beforehand. But like, what if you had a breakout player, likely an attacking player, you're probably not going to get that on the defensive side or in the, in the midfield, but a, a breakout attacking player that just had an unbelievable year. I, I, I again go back to my 2010 World Cup cycle. We had Hercules Gomez hadn't been in the national team mm-hmm. much. Edson Buttle hadn't been in the national team much. Mm-hmm. Robbie Finley hadn't been in the national team much. All three of them, the top scoring guys in their in their in their uh, positions and and at that moment going into the world cup they all went that's just the way it works when it comes to roster selection and going to a world cup you got to go with some hot hands that maybe aren't going to be your starters exactly. but like you know that gut feeling type of thing and so we're still a ways a ways out from 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 that final team what like i guess for you now that you're saying that the you know work quote unquote starts now uh, what is your goal what is your plan what is like uh, what do you want to accomplish between now and now and then to to try to ensure yourself knowing that there's only a couple uh, a couple of camps a lot of this is going to be your your domestic work right with your with mm-hmm. your with your club team i mean what is it for you i guess going to help you prepare or put, be in the best position possible to to make this roster look it comes down to minutes right it comes down to playing you know guys who are locked in starters you know on a weekly basis and, and playing at a consistent level uh, i talk about it you know with with some of the younger guys and the academy guys coming up now how I think everybody wants to play a nine or a 10 out of 10 performance every week, right? But it's those guys who can consistently go out and you know what you're going to get from them you know, on a weekly basis. And that's what I ultimately, that's the, that's the, the goal right there, right? You, that consistency, you know, and, and when you're in that rhythm and that flow, I think then you're just playing natural, you're playing instinctually and you're not really thinking, you know, and I think that is the best form to be going into the World Cup and, you know, you're fit physically, but mentally you're in a space where you know that once you step on the pitch, I, I'm going to deliver, you know? Um, and when you establish that rhythm, it's, I think there's not much that can really knock you off, you know, uh, you know, God forbid an injury or something like that occurs. But yeah, that's the the main goal for me. You know, this last year and a half hasn't been the greatest, quote unquote, but at the same time, you know, I still have this next six months, seven months going into the World Cup to to, to solidify myself as, a, as a, a name on that final roster sheet, you know, and to ultimately be at that World Cup playing, you know, that's the other, that's the other goal as well. So um, yeah, individually, that's, that's what I got in my head, really. Well, let's talk about four years ago, where were you? Because you, you said that you, obviously three o'clock in the morning, when, when the US didn't qualify four years ago, they were heading down to Trinidad. Obviously, the circumstances were better. I'm assuming if it was a one nil change, you probably would have stayed up through the night to see that through. But with, with the six gold mm-hmm. cushion, you know, you gotta, you gotta focus on your job. Uh, which is where what, what you're doing right now. But I was in Dubai four years ago, and I went to sleep thinking like, even though they just needed a draw or a win against Trinidad, that's all they needed. So I went to sleep. I was, you know, I, I it was like four. It was one of those weird like like you you're going right. through, like four o'clock in the morning where you're like, it's not, it's too early to get up for the day, and it's too late to stay up for the night. So I was like, exactly. You know what? I think sleep is the right 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 move here because this team's gonna qualify. I'll wake up and celebrate the same and. Woke up devastated. Do you remember where you were when when uh, that that happened? Yeah, I, th- I was at home. I was sitting on my couch watching a game, and I had to get up to go somewhere. And I came back from around the corner, so I had to miss the last. I missed, I think, the last four minutes of the game. And when I got back to the house, all I see is 
USMNT doesn't qualify for the World Cup. And I was like, this is not real. Like, and it's easy to say, like, all we needed was a, a tie. All we, you know, when you look back, you're like, oh, we, and it's a lot harder, you know, because <laughs> every team is pushing, right? Every team is fighting. It's CONCACAF. Mm-hmm. You never know. But you're like, dang, like, really? You know, and now in my head, I'm like, well, now I have an opportunity here, you know, and I'm coming into this period where, you know, could I be in that next World Cup? You know, and you talk about it and you, you talk about it and I'm like, I'm dreaming about it. And now flip it four years and we're in this position now, you know, so I think it's, yeah, it's one of those, one of those days that you, you remember forever because it sets that tone, you know, going forward of we don't want this to happen again. And I think that's the, the only way I can put it is you don't want it to happen again. And the, you have to handle business, you know, any way you can. On that low note, let's talk about your thoughts and I'll give give some opinions too on just the the lowest moments for you personally or what you think the team went through through this qualification campaign and then the high moments because I think it's important to to put it back into context for people that when we started this World Cup qualifying campaign it was after the biggest failure in US soccer history like the biggest not even close and when I said early on the show that the first step is getting there it seems like an automatic cuz it always has been for the US but you go back to the 2018 cycle There were guys in peak form at the peak of their career Mm -hmm. that didn't get to go to a World Cup, not because they were cut, because the team didn't even get there, right? And so instead of it being like your couple guys who don't make it because, you know, unfortunately, they were left off the final roster, it was an entire team. And that has been part of an entire generation of failure of U.S. soccer from U-17s to U-20 failures to Olympic failures. That group Mm -hmm. had gone all the way through and kind of swept through the U.S. national team systems on the men's side. And so for you, you know, looking at this qualifying campaign and looking back at it, was there any moments where things were a little bit dicey as a low moment? Was there a moment that was a high moment where you were like, I mean, for me, I'm looking at Honduras. First half to second half, that was the difference for me. First half, this team's not going to qualify, right? This Mm -hmm. team, we might not even have this coach for another day. This team's not going to qualify. It looks really, really bad for all the quality that we had on the field to the second half of being like, this team's going to qualify. And that was like a polarizing moment for me to realize like how well this team can fight back in. Because normally you go to Central America, it is hard to fight back into a game, you know? I didn't realize how hard it was to get back into a game in a hostile environment like that until you, you know, until I actually played in that game. But for low moments, I would say like it would be probably that, I don't want to say, yeah, the first half of the Honduras game was like, what just like what's going on? We just mm-hmm. got scored on. This is a game we should be winning. This is a game that you know, and I get we're away, and I get we're in there in their home stadium, but we should still be coming away with at least at least a point here. And we're down one zero at halftime. And what is it? What like what are we gonna do about it? You know, and finally figuring out that reaction. But I think another was Panama, probably going away to Panama mm-hmm. and and dropping those points. For me individually, I didn't think I played well. You know, I thought I could have given more. But as a collective, you look at how many errors, how many details we 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 lost uh, focus of. You know, focus on. We talk about you know set pieces. You know, and how many times we uh, we gave up set pieces in, in difficult spots. And as a backline, we weren't shifting well enough. You know, and losing duels. And you know, in the attacking third and the midfield and the defensive third. You know, we talk all these all these little things. I can go on and on about it. Right at the end of the day, you go down there. You know, you got a job to do. Three points. You win your duels. You get out of there. But to walk out of there with with nothing. You know, at the end of the window, now it leaves you 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 hungry for the next window, and I think that 
was probably uh, an important moment for us uh, as a, as a group to to kind of go through. Wait, hang on. I correct myself. That was that was the second game of the window. I correct. That was the second. Well, we, uh, it started with yeah. it started with the Jamaica game. Uh, yeah, in, Jamaica in game Austin. we won, and then and yeah. then you go to Panama and and you lose one nil. It's it's it now puts that pressure back on the third game. And exactly, I go back to the Miles Robinson had a big chance against El Salvador, but not a lot of chances created. Right? You go okay. Mm-hmm. You got to wake wake up wake up for this. And you play the one one with Canada, and you go okay. This is not good. You go into that third game, and people now you're looking at a situation where you're like, like go all the way back, right? Mm-hmm. You give up any more points, you give up one more point in this whole World Cup yep. qualification campaign, you're in the playoff or potentially not in the World Cup. And I think people are highly critical right now, and that's the difference of three points. You win against yes, Costa Rica at the end. You you finish you finish. Uh, what would first, it be? possibly. First, possibly. Potential. Yeah, right. If yeah. on goal difference, no, I think I think they had better goal. No, difference. Canada, uh, Canada, like Canada yeah. I think would have. Yeah, so, Canada, but, but you would have been on twenty eight points. It would have been twenty eight, twenty eight, twenty eight. Uh, but you would have been above Mexico on goal difference, and mm-hmm. you finished second on goal difference. And now we're saying we only qualified automatically on goal difference, which is sort of the see. point. Like you kind of knew, and this is why I'm I'm upset with the, a lot of U.S. soccer fans is they're looking at it saying I wouldn't be that happy if I qualified just on goal difference. You're like, no, but we knew going into the game that goal difference was going to be yeah. the thing that qualified. Exactly, you. Like, exactly. It's not like at the end of the day, somebody could have controlled. Like we controlled our own destiny going into that match, you know. It wasn't like somebody else could have done something that altered that, like that goal difference. Right. Just that was a head to head. It's not like it could have come from another game or whatever, or that you know we just scraped by. It was like no, we know what we need to do going into the last game, and I feel like that narrative for the U.S. soccer fan is a little unfair. Again, going back to the fact that when we started this World Cup qualifying, I said it from the start: just qualify. I don't care how you do it. I don't care how ugly it just is. Get I don't there. care if you're just the last get place there. team. Just get there. Because that's the most important thing coming off this, the back of this. We went into this, by the way, with who'd you have? Make maybe Kellen Acosta, Tyler At- No, not even Tyler Adams. Kellen Acosta no, and Christian DeAndre. Pulisic. DeAndre. DeAndre. Yeah. That's it. Wait, was there somebody else? I think there was one more person. I mean, maybe Jossie Zardes, obviously, when he was in. But yeah, like in this final, yeah, but, in this final yeah. game, Paul Ariola. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But other other than that, it, yeah. like who else has that? Has there been nobody had any World Cup qualifying experience? Nobody had international experience going into like the summer when you talk about the Gold Cup and the importance of that, Nations League, the importance of that. And then in the World Cup qualifying, I think we quickly forget because we got so many good young players playing at big clubs course, that like yeah, yeah. we expect that to just automatically translate into a new generation that can just run teams off the pitch. And it's just it's just not the case. And so I think it's awesome, man. Like I think what you guys did is awesome. I know what it's like to grind and scrap out results. You look at look at look at that Costa Rica side yesterday. You didn't get to watch the game, but there's a lot of teams right now, right? We talk about Italy. Well, don't qualify mm-hmm. for a World Cup. Win the Euros, don't qualify for a World Cup. And you can talk about how hard it is, like North Macedonia. Tell me North Macedonia all you need, is, a, is a powerhouse. You can't beat North Macedonia. Portugal you know, just took them down pretty comfortably. Like, don't get me wrong. All respect to North Macedonia. Of course. But it's, course. A, it's, a, it's, it's a game of inches. It's a game of moments. It's, it's a game of converting on those things. You go back to U.S. against Mexico. Mexico had, U.S. had two big chances to beat Mexico in Mexico. Didn't happen. But they came out of it with a point. Again, you hedge your bets before that. If somebody said, take the point, don't play the game, you say, of course we will against Mexico away. You know what I mean? But now we've got this idea that like, yo, we could punch Mexico in the mouth maybe away from home and get three points because the opportunities were there. So it's one of those things that I've been in it. You've now been in it. You know what it's like. I, and, and I got distracted for a second. When I was talking about the Costa Rica team yesterday. You didn't get a chance to see the game because you were sleeping. But Costa Rica came out flying. And they were That's young. what I heard. 
And, and that's and, what I saw on the clips. And 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 I that's what I remember of going down to Central Mecca. Like all of a sudden, like this guy, this guy who plays in the domestic leagues, got zero international experience. He's gonna outrun me for pace. He's got, he's dancing on the ball. He's doing all this kind of stuff. And and like you get to that and you realize just what the atmosphere, what it means to represent the the national team, like putting on the crest for those young Costa Rican players that are the next generation, the 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 hostility in that stadium, the pride of all that. It culminates into something really spectacular that you put any 11 in some of those countries on the field and you're like, man, these guys are flying. Yeah, and, and I think that's something I don't think a lot of people realize is that for especially the, the teams in our region, right, CONCACAF, any game against the U.S. is is <laughs> that game, right? It's that game circled on the calendar. It's like, oh, these, these freaking Americans, you know, these gringos want to come into our country, you know, and, and, and boss us around, want to, oh, cool, you got a guy who plays for, for, for Barcelona, got a guy who plays for Chelsea, yeah, that's cool, you know, and they're going to come to absolutely punch you in the, the, the face, right? And I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize. So, yeah, we talk about we should get, we should qualify, but these games are not as as you would think, you know, and and even watching the game as a supporter, you 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 even if you're in the stadium watching as a supporter, being on the field and feeling that tension and that pressure of from the the away away supporters, you know, from or for us to say from the home supporters, I guess you could say, that is something that energy, that feeling that it's something that you can't really describe. You know, you just feel it um, in, in every moment. I think about Panama. When Panama, before Panama scored, they're doing olays and, and whatnot. And we're like, how the heck? We can't keep the ball. We can't pass the ball. We're not connecting. We're not able to break the line. We're not able to play these passes and, and do what we want to do. But they're out here pinging diagonal passes and 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 doing step overs and, and getting crosses in the box, trying to take guys down the line. You know, it's like, nah, what? This, this this shouldn't be happening. This can't be happening, but it is happening, you know, and that's the way it is. So, look, we got over that line and now it's we just got to flip the switch. To put it in a, in a more context for, for our listeners, Italy's not going. Sweden's yep. not going. Chile's not Columbia. going. Colombia, Nigeria, Algeria, Algeria, Egypt, Ivory Coast. Australia has to get through a, a, a playoff, a playoff yep. match uh, after finishing third because Saudi Arabia beat them. Uh, at the top of their group table for 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 Asia, it's just it's just the list goes on and on of of every World Cup of teams that don't make it out. And I look at specifically like uh, somebody like Colombia, right? Mm-hmm. And I think they had like eight or nine draws of of in their games, and it was a moment uh, like and they they controlled games, they had more chances than other teams in games, and they come out with just able being able to scrape out draws that ultimately cost them a World Cup. I yeah. think they finished yeah. sixth or something in World Cup qualifying. I think. Four automatic, a fifth has a playoff. It's just, it is a thing of moments. And those are all superstar players playing at big clubs. And I'm not going to get into which which confederation is harder and things like that. Because look, I think I think CONCACAF is favorable. It's not easy, but it's favorable mm-hmm. compared to some other places for sure. But it's still not easy. Yes. It's still hard. You still got to play 14 games. You still got to go away for seven of those into very hostile environments where it's less football and more fight and it's and 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 there's a lot less things that you can control and the fact that the US did it man i think i think you know each one of those games are like a lifetime when you play in them and they're not easy and it is literally a fight or flight like out of body experience at least it was for me and i'm assuming it was the same for the group because they continued to you, you all continued to have the same types of uh, reactions and struggles of going down uh, to concacaf because those are some wildly passionate fans and countries and 
atmospheres and those players come to life. They, they do. rise to the, to the occasion. Those are small nations that rally around their national team, which I respect. I was listening to the broadcast yesterday. I think it's like yeah. 5 million or something in, in Costa Rica. The passion is absolutely incredible. Do you wish at all that the U.S. had to go through, you know, with the three hosted nations for 2026, go through World Cup qualifiers? Yeah. I feel like it's like it's it's very much like a uh, like kind of an yeah. earn your stripes type of thing that you come out of it generally or historically with success. The U.S. has granted we'll eliminate 2018 from that as an outlier, but has has consistently qualified for World Cups and. And there's like a rite of passage that comes with that and 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 like a learnings and like an understanding of like, man, you're never as good as you think you are. You're never as bad as you think you are. And that the game is sort of fluid and you got to be able to make changes uh, on on the fly because when you go down and play these these countries. When I watch this Costa Rican team and a lot of these games in CONCACAF, you see a guy under pressure. He flicks it out to another guy who flicks it to another guy. And you're like, bro, how is this happening right now? It flicked over, then the ball's bouncing again, and that guy takes a bad touch, and then he flicks it to somebody else, and all of a sudden, now they've hit a 40-yard volley to the other side of the field, and you're like, what? Like, we were in perfect position to trap this, and this guy just somehow flicked it on accident or on purpose, out of control. Like, the the, the technical quality of CONCACAF is, is, is in, a un, in a unique way, makes it very hard to yeah. predict some things. And all of a sudden, once that happens one time, oh boy, those... Both fans are on their feet. The, the, the horns are going. The feel fan, that, like, oh, you can feel that wind. Yeah, you can feel that wind blow against you. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's crazy. It's, yeah, it's it's frustrating when you're in it because you're like, there is no way this situation should be even be happening. There is no way. You know, we set it up to a T. We okay, we want to get it to the right fullback. You know, we want to pressure him into playing this pass, and then somehow he he, he makes you, and you're like, what the? F-? There's no way. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they get yeah. across, and it hits the crossbar, hits the post, and they're like, "Oh!" And the whole stadium, "Oh my God!" Oh, yeah. You know, and yeah. that and is that like, ball pops out to the guy in the wing who hasn't done nothing. Now all it, of a sudden, he's Ronaldinho. It is ridiculous, you know? and he's gonna run at you all day. And now long. he has, now he has this yeah. boost in energy, and now he's gonna be taking you to the end line every chance he gets. It's demoralizing. It's 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 demoralizing. He's like. This is not real. This is not real. Well, uh, what? What? Oh, wait, 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 wait! wait. Before on, you go, on some of the global. I didn't answer your other question yeah. about. I do think that there should be some sort of uh, some sort of I don't know qualification or warm up to go into the World Cup. You know, I think a World Cup tour. A lot you know of years what I'm not to have. I mean, I guess you got gold. Yeah, Cup, but it's not the same. Things like that leading up, but like, it's, no, not, it's the not the same. same. This qualification yeah. is not the same as Nations League and qualifying. No disrespect. Um, and we know we, we, we won a trophy last year with the Nations League and won the trophy last year with the Gold Cup. And no disrespect to those tournaments, but the World Cup just has a different energy to it, you know? And that is that, that responsibility, you know, of one, hosting it, but two, you know, going into it knowing like, yeah, we're in good form. You know, I think not having any kind of at stake uh moment you know in in the the, the build up to uh, the world cup i think it would yeah i think in a way it kind of hurts us you know i think about for example when i was back in philadelphia and this is like a a less less uh, pressurized you know scenario here but i think about us coming out of the supporter shield you know and then you still have 3 weeks until the next match, you know, other teams are playing, you know, multiple playoff games before you play your first, you know, playoff game and the, the rhythm, you know, that you, you, you kind of lose, you know, it takes a hit on the, the, yeah, the team, because now you don't really know, you're like, this team's not coming off of two games and, and let them now have, you know, gotten two 
uh, come from behind wins, you know, and now you're like, oh, shoot. Now, now they're coming into our home territory with this energy of we're coming here. We're, we already beat two uh, two better teams. Um, and, and now we're going to come and beat you as well. And you haven't even played, you know, like these other teams have played. You know, I think that's a, a small scale example of, of what building up into the World Cup without any kind of, you know, at stake, uh, at stake moment, you know, is it's kind of like, and yeah, I hope that's a, a relative example, but uh, yeah, that's my best way of kind of uh, contextualizing it. Yeah, yeah. At your club, you know, you obviously went through training today. I'm assuming you had training today, right? Yeah. My, I guess my last question to kind of go on the global scale. I mean, how many guys do you guy do you have on the team that either qualified or didn't qualify uh, within your group that have been part of part of like call ups and stuff? Yeah, we got uh, we got uh, Ito, who's clinched the spot at the World Cup with Japan. Uh, we got big man up top, Paul Nwachu. He missed the World Cup now, Nigeria. Um, we got five or four South Americans. We got three, uh, saw three Colombians. Unfortunately, we missed out on the World Cup. Uh, and one Ecuadorian, uh, Angela Preciado, who's qualified with, uh, yeah, with Ecuador. Um, and then we got some Europeans. We got two guys, one guy from Norway, one guy from Slovakia, both missing out. Yeah, and I think that's about it in terms of international. So we got a, a yeah, you know, we got Mexican, an American, Japanese player, and an Ecuadorian going to the world. And you got Arteaga, right? Qualifying. Yeah, yeah, Arteaga from Mexico. Was he in this last uh, camp? Was he in camp? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played against, he started against, uh, against the U.S. Um, in, in, uh, in Azteca, yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, wow. we got a mix, mix bag, mix bag. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I gotta, I gotta tread lightly in the locker room now. You know, I can't be, uh, can't be you know, prancing around talking too much. You know, because oh, you can. South America. It's, it's actually, you know what? Yeah, yeah. You know what? You know what? I might have to come back at that the big boy. You know what the worst part you know? is though? They're gonna be like, yeah, but it's Concacaf. You know, like that's not. Yeah, you know, everybody qualifies. Yeah, 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 it's Concacaf. Yeah, I guess we're at World Cup. Huh? Um, yeah. <laughs> Well, listen, man, that, I think that's enough for us today just because, uh, you know, we got a lot more to talk about. We've got, uh, you know, plenty of catch-ups coming up. Turn our focus yes, back to, to, the, to the club front. We got summer yeah, coming up. We got all kinds you of You got a flight to catch too, right man. We got, yeah, yeah. I got a flight to catch. I'm going to head out uh, to Nueva York for a couple of days uh, to, to, to do some, some things. But I appreciate you taking the time, man. And congratulations again. Obviously, I think this is a huge accomplishment. Hopefully... You don't, uh, hopefully you allow yourself to be a part of all of that because I know at times it's hard when you're not there in that moment, but I think it's well-deserved. You've been an important part of this team and it's only the beginning for you, still young. And now, now, now that new goal is set, right? World Cup roster. Exactly. And uh, exactly. that's a, you know, every hour of every day, you got a chance to do something about it. So I, I just want to say congratulations to you. And obviously thank you to everybody that listens to this show uh, and has been with us on this wild roller coaster ride of, of, of where the show is going. Also, you know, Mark providing sort of that behind the curtain look at what it's like to be a professional athlete, going through all the things he's going through, making camps, missing camps, playing, not playing, all that stuff, I think is a really unique insight that we don't get often from current or active players. So uh, appreciate you, Mark, and appreciate you taking the time to, to have a little catch up today. No, man, appreciate you. You know, it's an early one for you. So, uh, yeah, thanks for, for getting up bright and early and, and catching up with me. Um, and thank you for the, the congrats, congratulatory message, man. And 
yeah, I think it's uh, exciting, you know, but but also uh, cool to be able to to share in the experience, you know, with with yourself because uh, it's it's something that you've been through um, and you've gotten to experience and now uh, having, you know, somebody like yourself to, to be able to, to catch up with and, and talk to about it uh, from a different lens. You know, it was uh, it provides that that natural uh, inside scoop, you know, that that, yeah, that I can't necessarily give from 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 your side. That's well said. Well, that's well said. Well, look, on behalf of myself, Mark McKenzie, our production team, Matt and Chris, we appreciate all of you. If you haven't already, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. Leave us a rating and a review. It means a lot. Helps us get found by more and more people. And throw in a comment, maybe. You know, Let us know how you're feeling, what you're thinking. Or maybe just say congrats to Mark McKenzie, uh, wherever. And you can also find us on social, at Slice of Soccer. And until next time, peace out from Mark and I. Peace. Peace.